0: You were relying on dividends to build income in your portfolio, but now companies are cutting those same dividends. What do you do? Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin.
1: And I'm Robert Sarenbeth.
0: And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments.
1: In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team what we think matters as we manage investment solutions.
0: That includes Mainstay's Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners.
1: By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors.
0: Welcome everybody, it's the week of May 4th, 2020, and today we're going to take a step back from all the news to talk about dividends.
1: Um, Well, not entirely a step back from the news. Today, we're talking about how companies need cash to keep people employed during the economic shutdown. So many companies have identified that with that cash need, it might not be responsible to pay dividends during the crisis.
0: Okay, that's true. It's The news cycle is all about dividends right now, and so it's not entirely a step back from the news. But I guess we should start at the beginning. I'll I'll frame out the story. So when when, when investors are thinking about equity, they usually don't think about income. But there are actually three ways that equities can add value to a portfolio. The first is by adding new value to the economy, so that's real earnings. The second is returning value directly to shareholders through buybacks or dividend payouts, breed income. And then the third way is price appreciation or market sentiment, just when, when the price of the equity itself goes up. So if you're concerned about market volatility or you just want to focus on bringing income into your portfolio, you can totally do it with equities. You just have to focus on that number one or number two, the, the real earnings or the, the payouts.
1: All right, All right. So we're focusing on companies creating real value. And they do that either by investing in themselves or identifying new ideas for their business. Um, but we're also talking about those companies that return value to shareholders. And the way they can do that is is by dividend payments.
0: Precisely.
1: All right. That's a cool point because I think most U.S. investors don't think about equity as an income provider, at least not anymore. With all the talk about these mega-cap profit growers who don't pay a dividend, People have kind of forgotten about the importance of dividends in providing stable returns to their portfolio. In a COVID world, however, it appears that both real earning and dividend aspects of that value proposition may be at risk.
0: Yeah, that's true. So consensus is growing. And you mentioned this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast that companies receiving economic assistance from governments should focus on paying workers and shoring up their balance sheets, not really on shareholders. That's obviously a hit for shareholders, though, or investors. It's even worse for European and global equities where that political pressure is stronger. Earnings per share growth has been yuck, and valuations have moved lower. So without those dividends adding value to your portfolio, investors would have made very little, if any, money. So to see these dividends under extreme pressure is more than just a concern. That could take years to rebound and and might change the way we think about investing.
1: Yes sports and events aren't the only thing canceled in 2020. To put some facts behind what you just said, more companies have suspended or canceled their dividends so far this year than in the previous 10 years combined. In fact, it's the highest number of companies suspending dividends since 2001.
0: Yikes. Hashtag cancel. (laughs) So it's totally true. I think it's important to keep in perspective, though, that about 10% of dividends being cut, that's what analysts are expecting. So that's a lot of money. It's about $50 billion U.S. dollars in dividends. But if you consider it against the scale of the shutdown, that which is trillions of dollars, it's, it's not as bad on a relative basis.
1: Got it. So I think that that's a good point here. Uh, even in the worst of times for the economy, dividends are pretty stable still. And that's helpful to know because dividends can be an important source of return for many investors, as we've said before. Some companies will continue to generate solid cash flows, and others who had strong balance sheets coming into this crisis can even sustain a payout, even with a huge hit to their revenue.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So maybe now more than ever, it's important for investors that want to generate that income in their equity sleeve of their portfolio, that want income in their portfolio. Identify companies that have sustainable cash flows and remain focused on maintaining their dividends into the future. Now is the time for a section that we call the Portfolio pod. Uh, in this program, we where we share an investment idea, and today the question is clear. How can investors maintain a decent income on a portfolio while still avoiding dividend cuts?
0: Well, there are three ways you can think about dividends in an environment like this, or or how to try and maintain those dividends. But before we get there, I think it's helpful just to point out that dividends are just one more extension of a theme we've been talking about a lot lately, which is that investors might have to rethink some of the sectors and styles of investing that they were using
1: before COVID. Ooh, interesting reminder. The idea here is that structural changes, such as low interest rates and the big shock we're seeing from the COVID crisis, are changing the nature of what makes a good investment good. Some of the same ideas, like high-quality companies with stable balance sheets, remain in place. But investors might have to break apart the traditional style boxes of investing, like value companies or growth companies, to get the right mix of what should be in their portfolio.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a big change, or could be. Um,
1: and with respect to dividends specifically, then, there are three things you just mentioned. What's the first one?
0: Well, this actually plays really well into the style idea that you were just highlighting. Typically, high dividend yield stocks have been biased towards the value sector. So if you're thinking value versus growth, or typically if you're a dividend paying stock, you're in that value camp. So investors who want to invest in high dividend yield stocks might be better served by investing in dividend plays in the non-value universe, sort of a diversification.
1: Oh, that's super interesting. So going outside of companies that just traded a discount on, on their valuation basis.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the second area where investors can look for dividends in a time like this is to try and find defensive companies or those that have corporate incentives that are sort of pushed towards keeping your dividends. That can be another way to ensure that that dividend doesn't get cut, even though it's kind of a difficult time.
1: Got it. So some companies are more likely than others to sustain a dividend. and And there are ways you can identify them, which exactly. needs only one more. Um, can I take it? Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, the last creative strategy, the third, is for to, to achieve dividend-rich investing is to look at U.S. preferred shares.
0: Yeah, so the challenge with this one, and that's exactly right, looking at preferred shares, but the tough thing about it is that in the U.S., preferred shares tend to lean heavily in the financial sector. Now, banks are well-capitalized and thankfully have not been a systematic risk for the economy in this crisis. But given the fact that we're looking at probably slower growth for a while and definitely ultra-low interest rates, we're not as confident that the financial sector will thrive moving forward. doesn't mean we're expecting big trouble, but it's not a thriving sector for focus for
1: investors. Interesting. So maybe preferred shares then aren't exactly the right route to go. Exactly. Okay. So we just covered a lot. So let's sum it up. If we're looking for ways to generate income in a portfolio, which might be a helpful tool to investors who are navigating a market crisis and potentially expensive valuation, um, there are certain things that investors can look for. Given political pressures, companies might cut dividends for the next few quarters. So instead, investors should focus on a broader set of dividend payers, for example, outside of just the value stock universe, and actually look to identify companies with strong reasons not to cut their dividends.
0: Well, you just did our entire podcast in 20 seconds. That was awesome. Uh, I'll just add that for many investors, this is a really good time to work with active managers who can help you to achieve these things. No investment strategy is guaranteed. And so particularly in an environment like this where some of the big picture takeaways for investors are shifting, picking winners and losers is going to be really important and kind of hard. And so if everybody is searching for yield, everybody's looking for income, then finding companies that can pay dividends may be a really useful feature for any portfolio, but it's it's okay to use help to, to track them down. Coming up this week, I'm, you know, I'm kind of hoping it's quiet. Uh, We have some interesting economic data, including the non-farm payrolls report uh, report where we get the unemployment figures, but I'm expecting that it will understate what's really going on in the economy. And so um, nothing huge on my radar other than to hope that it's (laughs) calm.
1: Yeah, I mean, the news cycle has just been crazy in the last couple of weeks. Um, of course, we get the unemployment rate on Friday, which is going to be a, probably not a great number, Lauren. Um, but I think that's largely expected. What might not be expected so far in the markets are developments in the health sphere. Uh, it looks like there's some positive news on a new antiviral drug. They got approval for use over the weekend. Um, and hopefully some more developments in the health sphere um, continue to, to help mitigate the health crisis. But, not much else going on there.
0: Well, then that's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters.
1: Let us know what matters to you.
0: If you have a question or topic of interest, hit us up on social media.
1: That's right. You can send us your questions or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at newyorklifeinvestments.com forward slash blog. Until then, I'm Robert Tarenbeth.
0: And I'm Lauren Goodwin. We look forward to hearing from you.
2: Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamonts, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1 800 624 6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There is no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances, and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.